Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Here we go. Okay, we, we covered the Josh Harris handshake last time. Also, how are things with the uh, the big day's got to be coming soon, right? How's everything going? Yeah, dude, it is um, like three weeks from tomorrow we go there. Wow. So very exciting stuff. It? It's in North Jersey, Sparta. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like the, the the amount of things that we have to do is like getting less and less. So it's really coming up. Nice, yeah. Oh, here we can. Here's a guy who's been, for some reason, relevant for, like, why is this guy still around? I don't know. Um, but we can look forward to uh, Michael Rubin being a guest shark on season fifteen of Shark Tank. Um, what a picture this is. I mean, legs are Look wide at the power small. pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good grief. Good grief. Did you see the clip of him on uh, Pat Bev's show talking about yeah. if he were in charge of the Sixers? As bad as Josh Harris is, I think that, and, you know, I don't love Daryl, but, I, I mean, Michael Rubin, i pretty positive would have matched James Harden, so. Well, that's that's exactly right. He was like, it never would have happened with me. And that's because he just would have given him a max. Like, that's horrible. The situation that's going on with James Harden, how would you handle it? It wouldn't have happened. <laughs> the arrogant laugh. And like, I'm not like, I'm not going to hide about that. I love James. This thing is breaking my heart. This thing. It's breaking his heart. He was playing with us in practice and boy, he was cooking. He was? Ooh, I'm talking about the, the pot was out and he was stirring that bitch up. There's nobody who wants to win a championship more than James Harden. Like, yeah. I know this guy like my brother. Yeah. People give James a hard time because, you know, he likes to have fun. I mean, it's bullshit. Like, the guy, the guy's work ethic. This guy's a loser. And his, his attitude has been great. He's been leading. He's been giving advice. So you might hear all the bad shit. You know. the, the fella there in the middle, you know him? What, the other white guy? I don't know who he is. That is a gentleman who goes by Roan. He works for uh, Barstool, I think. I, my first sleepover ever was at his house. Our moms were work friends. So, wow. so you're sort basically like a, in with Michael Rubin. That's what I was about to say, is that I might have a path to getting on Shark Tank, which is huge. Well, so if anybody still hasn't gotten their Kelly Green jerseys, please shoot Steve a DM. Because yeah, you can reach right. out to Roan and have him reach out to Michael Rubin. So there's your, there's your way in. Um, Did you get a Kelly oh, Green? I did. I got a Devontae Smith. Video. Oh, that's great. My friend has a Devontae Smith. No, I didn't get one, but I'm going to... I am a Shirzy guy, but Kelly Green's just so good. I'm going to stadium uh, on Sunday for the game, and I think I might have to get some Kelly Greens. Yeah, I think it's... Especially because they're wearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I just think that, you know, Michael Rubin is like... If you, like, ever read, like you know, like, his 
anything biographical, autobiographical that, you know, about Michael Rubin, it's like, yeah, you know, like I'm kind of an idiot and uh, I was just uh, selling ski equipment and it's like, he literally will like say that he's not smart, but then he's sitting here like, oh yeah, like I, I wouldn't have had these problems. Like I, I would fix the Sixers and it's like, buddy, nobody can fix the Sixers. All right. What else do we have to talk about? Uh, I don't know if we've gotten to the uh, the sign, but uh, Daryl Morey is a liar. This is I know everyone thought this was like really funny, but to me this was way less funny than saying it to the Chinese kids. Yeah, no, the no. If he had held the sign up to the Chinese kids, then we have sure. a double jeopardy. Yeah, but yeah, it's funnier him saying it to a group of very confused Chinese kids who want to learn how to play basketball. That that's the winner. Um, I mean, it's just so not the not the time or the place, which makes it the best. Like the strip club or just, wherever this is, like that's the time and place. That's fine. I was just in Miami for my friend's bachelor party, and these signs are such a thing there. And I was really looking for a Daryl Morey is a liar one, and there wasn't one, so I assumed he wasn't there. Well, he's in Houston now, so yeah, we need to get to this. So Monty Williams on ESPN. I'm kind of a fan of Osar and Sass. Their toughness, we saw it down the stretch. Those two guys just made play after play and played winning basketball, which is something that makes me want to take them home and arrange a marriage with my daughters. Anybody playing winning basketball can come on home and marry his daughter. Well, he goes, he goes, was that a skip pass? How would you like to fuck my daughter? <laughs> it's just such a weird thing to say. Very odd. It's very odd. I don't even, I don't have a comment. I just felt like we had to, we had to mention it. I don't, all right, I don't know if this is true at all, but Legion Hoops says that, uh, for us weekly, Jimmy Butler and Shakira are dating. I don't think it's actually true, but, um, I like it. What if she leaves him for Tobias and we get another Tobias Harris over me? That would be great. That, that would be great. But, um, that would be fun. That, you know what? Let's make that happen. Somebody, somebody, reach out to both parties, and we can make that. Would you rather date Jimmy or Tobias? Would I rather date Jimmy Butler or Tobias Harris? I, oh, you know, I think I would be. Oh God, it's like maybe like Tobias Harris. I think that his weird is more manageable and yeah. like Jimmy Butler's is too chaotic for me. Yeah. What I mean, think? well, if, if we use the Monty Williams corollary, Jimmy plays more winning basketball. So that That's would be right. nice. Yeah. But he seems like a psycho uh, in good and bad ways. And Tobias is very even keel. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't worry about him. So yeah, I'd rather, who do you think is more attractive? Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But yeah. you know, Tobias is even keel until you like make fun of his apes, and then he's not happy. Oh, then he, he blocks you on Twitter. He, gets, he, do, he does not like that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I mean, their the values dropped a bit, shockingly. So, but I, I just think it's Twitter it's, account. He needs to delete his Twitter. I hate like, it. 
Um, it is just so annoying. And look at all the what is what is all of this? He's got I don't the know. Statue of Liberty and the and a basketball and the check mark. Like, give it a break. Give it a rest. You don't see Elton on Twitter. Only the fake Elton. Right. Only only the long con Elton. Elton official. Elton official. He's a buck. Drew Holiday is a Celtic. And James Harden is a Sixer. Mm-hmm. Since we last talked. Um, and so I think all of those things are pretty bad for the Sixers, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Which isn't really surprising based on the trend. So um, I don't know if you have anything to add. I just feel like we should probably make sure everyone knows we're aware of that. Yeah, you know, I mean, the other good teams in the East are decidedly better, and the Sixers are, like, unequivocally worse. Um, Not everybody agrees on that. I mean, of course I agree with you, but, you know, not everybody else does. Oh, people think, like, Nick Nurse, Sixers are better, that kind of thing? Well, and I think that people are just, like, not accounting for the fact that, like, you know, even though we're happy James Harden is hopefully going to be gone at some point, like, you're not making that production up anywhere. Like, he, even if he plays, he'll be worse because he won't care more than, like, a couple games right. to prove he's still good. And what you're getting back is, like, Terrence Mann and picks. Like, you're not – and I think the team might be more fun to watch because of it, but, like, the people who think we've gotten better are just, to me, completely – wrong like i I, yeah i don't see a way that we've gotten better at all and if you think about it last year was the furthest we've made it since the raptor series we at least took it to seven Mm -hmm. so yeah it's miserable no they're absolutely were i mean second player the second best player on the team doesn't want to be here is telling everyone within earshot and now he's left the team which we can pull that up like he has now left the team he's in houston and the, the the thought that he's just going to make up with Daryl and get over it is like fantasy land. And... Well, it's the same fantasy land that everyone had about um about Ben. Like Ben is gonna come back and he's gonna, you know, apologize for you know, not getting better and he's gonna be taking threes. It's the same thing. Right. Right. This is not the real world. Um you know, so I, you know, he's just, you know, but it's true. You're not going to trade him for exact equal value to what he was last year. He was very good last year, a couple times in the playoffs and mostly during the regular season. So what you have to hope for is to trade him for stuff you can trade for somebody on that level, but it won't happen overnight. And, you know, of course, you know, they got divorced, I guess. Um, James Harden... <laughs> getting like weirdly really weird about it like i you know i don't really understand how this is like a marriage actually i've never i understand that it's a very different situation but i've never considered my employment to be a marriage um certainly no one who's ever employed me has felt that they were married to me Um, and i uh i think that's a weird mindset What's common law marriage? Because would him and Daryl have technically been common law married given a decade together? 
No, you have to live together for that. They do. <laughs> they do. I can't argue yeah. with that. They might be then. This is horrible. Though. I mean, the season starts this week, and nobody at all is excited. Um, it's not helped by the fact that everybody's in love with the well, Phillies and. I think you're forgetting that Aiden Laporta is excited. <laughs> oh yeah, now I'm now I'm fucking juiced up, man. Um, so yeah, it's like I can't even like pay attention to them until this happens, and I, you know, so the reports today are that Daryl will do the trade for a pick, a swap, and Terrence Mann, and apparently he plans to flip Terrence Mann immediately for another pick, and the Clippers won't do the man part. So. As much as I am annoyed with Daryl, that seems completely reasonable right now. But the Clippers are saying, who else would get him? Like, it's it's only us that are interested in him. So why are we giving you what you want in this? And the Sixers are saying, well, and the Sixers are saying, well, then we'll just hold on to him. And obviously, I don't view that as a tenable situation for much longer. But they're waiting to see who blinks. And I don't know if there's a middle ground for this, but like it's you know, it seems like endless. I don't know when it's going to end. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, everyone is saying, like, oh, well, that's reasonable. But it's not about what we feel is reasonable. It's not even about what the Clippers feel is reasonable. Because James Harden is either going to come here and not really care to, you know, contribute to the team and just play his way through the end of this contract. And mm-hmm. then, you know, until he can get or just, you know, ideally for him is, you know, force his way out and make it uncomfortable. And for the Clippers, like, I don't really see this taking them to, like, being the favorite for the title or even close. Like, yes, it does improve their title odds, but you're also, like, it, trading more picks and, you know, continuing to age with this team. Um, and I think that he probably get, ends up getting traded to the Clippers. But for everyone who says that the Clippers are are like being crazy, why shouldn't they? It's not like the Dame situation where everyone really wants him. And it's just a matter of, you know, if they can convince Dame to, you know, be willing to play for another team besides the Heat. Like Harden says the Clippers, like he would go anywhere. Like that's not the problem. It's no one else's, you know, there are the reports that, you know, the, the Sixers have tried shopping hard into other teams. And if they're, you know, ask was that reasonable and that little above what the Clippers are currently offering and other teams really wanted them, they would just jump on it, right? Because it's like, it's, you're not bidding against yourself like the Clippers feel they're doing. You know, the offer's public that's out there and it's, you know, they're only asking you to slightly beat it. Like people would do it. You know, the Clippers right. picks aren't particularly valuable. Terrence Mann isn't particularly um, a unique player around the league. Like other, most teams in the league could could give a package for Harden. Silly every team in the league if they really mm-hmm. wanted him. It's that they don't, and you know I think that that is really telling, and it's more telling than Sixers fans want it to be, which is that Harden's value is really low. People people don't really want it. It's just the it's just the unfortunate reality. So it doesn't matter if we think it's a reasonable offer, or even if it is a reasonable offer, because that's just not how trades work. 
Yeah. You know, from the Clippers perspective, it does feel like they have to do something like that. That core has been so disappointing. They lost again in disappointing fashion. They've been trying to get all these other guys. They couldn't get Drew. They couldn't get Dame. So it does, like that's why I do think at the end of the day it happens because they just feel like they need to do something. And Harden is better than the players on their team right now. Um, and then it's like the Terrence Mann thing is weird because they talk about him like he's max, like he's 27 and he's a role player and he's a good role player. Like I would love to have him if the Sixers decided to keep him, but it, it's odd and, and honestly telling that they've made him untouchable in the Harden thing. Cause it's like, if that's the guy that we cannot have for this quote unquote all-star, then we're in a tough spot. And I just don't know what, what makes this thing end. Well, and I think that that's kind of the thing, right? It's not that value-wise they wouldn't trade man for Harden. It's that they don't they're, – they're confident that they don't have to. They're confident that no one else is going to outbid them, that Harden staying with the Sixers isn't good for the Sixers, and that they can just wait until the Sixers say, okay, we'll take your picks and salary filler that isn't man. And I think that they're the probably problem... right. I mean, I'd be happy to be wrong, I... but – I don't know. Do you think Daryl's going to do that though? Like he's he's a freak and he doesn't care about any of the emotion with the team. But so it's not about the emotions, right? Like Harden has one year left, and you're not winning with how he's going to play for this team. You're not going to be a title contender. So are you going to like do basically what Masai did with Lowry, where he passed up on on Maxi, and you're just going to you know kind of let your pride in winning the deal pass up on picks for Harden instead of you know basically losing him for nothing i don't think that's i don't think that's gonna happen no but the question is do you think this doesn't happen until february well i mean that's that's possible but i just i don't think that the clippers are worried about that right like they view it as if if he's on our roster going into the playoffs then that's in time just as daryl would view it in the reverse situation so people can say oh daryl doesn't care about this but for the Clippers, there's no this. Like, there's no rush. They can take it down. Like, for Daryl, it's ignoring the situation. For the Clippers, it's not a situation. Over under, James Harden is on a on the Sixers December 16th. I think he's still on the Sixers past December 16th. Because if he's not traded before the start of the season – just the way trades work in the NBA, when is it going to happen? I mean, he was traded from Houston, uh, you know, 20-some games mm-hmm. into the season. Um, but like everyone says, Daryl will ignore it, right? And so I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much of a fuss he makes. But I kind of, I kind of, you know, expect that he'll be a little bit – he'll be, you know, even if he does things like this where he – you know, where today he wasn't at practice, um, I think it'll be quieter. It won't be throwing basketballs at people or anything like that. I think that's I think that's probably right, but it's hard to predict. All right, you want to do some fills before we go? Oh yeah, I think there's uh, something else we have to talk about though. Um, oh, I didn't read this. Can you? A- yeah, AMC CEO Adam Aaron has been caught in a blackmail plot where he sent sexually explicit images and messages in a weeks-long text exchange with a woman who tried to extort hundreds of thousands of dollars from him using fake identities. Um, just want to clear it up for our viewers. This is a relative of Sixers Adam. Um, mm-hmm. okay. It's not. Okay. 
It's his dad, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, obviously, former uh, Sixers executive Adam Marin, uh, Steve Thoughts. I know you're familiar. You've been you were in a similar situation in the past. So how would you have handled? Sure. That? Yeah. Um, question: Do you think he calls his wiener Big Bertha? Which only a few people get that, but Big Bertha was the T-shirt machine. <laughs> like you remember, he had this gigantic T-shirt gun. And he called it Big Bertha. Drew this phase in that he would he would parade around as a big big thing during the uh, Doug Collins era. Anyway, that's that's my only thought on it. You know, good luck to all involved and you know. Perfect. Great. And then one more thing, one more real. We should talk about one real thing, uh, which I do really like. Nick Nurse says he used three times three timeouts in the first half to tell Tyrese Maxey, Porzingis is on you. Like you got to go. There's no more running stuff. You gotta clear the space and you gotta rock and roll on that. I like it. Maxi, be aggressive. No more waiting around. You gotta score. I love that. And I like Nick Nurse saying rock and roll because he's rock a musician. Roll. Absolutely. He loves to get up there and shred. So yeah, no, this is great. I'm excited about Maxi Maxi. I won't watch the team at all for months at a time. But um yeah, it's all good stuff. One more th- one more thing we have to talk about um is uh you know the Sixers played a preseason game against the Nets. Um, and I just want to show, so ESPN tweets out, you know, after the Sixers uh, preseason game against the Nets, Ben Simmons went off on both ends. He went mm-hmm. off on both ends. Now, this is a propaganda machine at work here. If you heard Ben Simmons went off on both ends, you probably wouldn't expect. Not a, Steve, I just want to clear this up. He didn't have a pathetic triple double. He had a triple mm-hmm. single. Okay. He played 29 minutes during which he scored eight points, had six rebounds, and nine assists. He did have three steals and a block. I don't think that's really new. Um, he can play defense, we know. He was four of eight from the field, so he had eight points on eight shots. Uh he did have an N one, but he missed the free throw attempt. So he was 0 for one from the foul line. Shocker. Didn't get to the line besides that. Still did not take a three. Um it was also a preseason game, so kind of weird to say he went off. Nonetheless, Harden and Embiid both didn't play, and the Sixers won by eight. So I'm really unsure how much he went off. Uh, it went seems off, like dude. we're getting a little bit of propaganda here. I'm not thrilled about it. Simo the Savage might be back. I mean, look at him go. He, um, I mean, he, he, also... he is back. Look at those high single-digit box scores. He's he also was talking trash to Philip Petrusev. And Pat Beverly took exception to that and got himself thrown out of the game. I love that stuff. Love it. Yep. All right. Should we talk Phils? I mean, what do you say? They're incredible. I love them so much. They're the best. You know, there's a video I want to pull up. um, And I'm trying to see if I can find it. I think the only one I might be able to find is the Barstool version, which I know we usually try not to show. Um, Hang on. Let me just search for it real quick. Um, remember when Doc Rivers was looking at all that porn? I do remember that. It was good times. Can you imagine if that's what I had up in my search bar? <laughs> it was like young singles near you. Oh, wait, what is this? So, so this is this is right after the game. A guy runs on the field 
and he gets laid out by Philly security. And oh, no way. this bullpen goes crazy. Gregory Soto falls to the ground. Wait, here I want to see this. Here he is. Oh, oh he... my God. Oh, and is that Alvarado? You can't believe it. I just made a weird that noise there, Drew. I can stay in. Wow. That was great. I love that. But yeah, I mean, the team is the team is awesome. They're, I mean, you know, they seem inevitable. I love them. Um, and they all seem to love each other. They're so easy to root for. Um, up, you know, up and down the lineup. The pitchers have been great. Nola has been excellent in the postseason. You know, I, I just, I'm so excited to watch them every night. So, yeah, um, awesome. I hope it keeps going. I hope we, you know, take care of business in Arizona and, and make it a short series. You know, I don't mean this as guaranteeing anything or trying to jinx anything. I mean, there's plenty of baseball left to be played. Um, the Phillies will, um, if it ends up, if it ends up being the Rangers, will, um, you know, not have home field. They'll probably be underdogs, um, slight underdogs in that series. Um, so I won't, don't want to talk like anything's a short thing here. But, you know, last year really felt like a, this is unbelievable, thrilled to be their kind of year. And this year feels like it's their year. You know, it feels yeah. like this could be the year. Right. Last year, everything was found money. Like, we kept – I was shocked when we got out of the wild card. And then we won some right. more rounds, and it was like, this is so great. Right. Um, but this year, it's like they're trying to get back there, and they're not trying to have the same result. So, yeah, I love them. Well, and it's it's so hard to get back there, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the Phillies, the Phillies were the last team in. They were really struggling at the end of the year last year. And they kind of found magic. And this year, you know, obviously the slow start, but they've been really good for a while. And they're just, you know, they were the first wild card team. They've this is their second, you know, series where they've been home, you know, for you know, for their game ones. Um, and it just it just kind of feels like they're like a machine. Like they feel at least in the national league, they felt inevitable the last couple of postseasons. Like just they, yeah. they don't no team can really you know, get them anywhere near an elimination game. I don't think they've been within two games of an elimination game in the National League playoffs. You know, they just, they have this mix of chemistry and stars who are producing and pitching, like, great manager. Like, they just, they seem laser-focused on making it happen, and I wouldn't bet against them. Well, and it's like the personality of the guys is so great, even to the point where it's like, you know, Topper doesn't have a ton of personality that he lets show. I'm not saying he doesn't have it in private, but, you know, he's kind of bland in interviews and things like that. But even so, it feels like the players put a personality around him, you know, to the public. Like, there's just such great energy around this team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, whenever the run ends, I'll be sad to stop watching them because they're just so fun to watch right now. Yeah. Well, I think we, after – uh after two losses last year, I really hope this is the year where we win, you know, in the yeah. finals of one of our sports. Um, it feels like it feels like this is the team with the best shot, you know, not to not to count the Eagles out, of course, or the Sixers out before the season started. But yes, to count the Sixers out. Um, yeah, Sixers are out. <laughs> yeah, Sixers are out. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Phillies just look really, really great. And it's it's been a ton yeah. of fun. And hopefully. Hopefully we'll catch up soon and uh, and we'll be have, have moved on. So we'll see. We will. Yeah, maybe next week. Maybe this time next week, James Harden has been traded right on Either the way, eve of the season. 
either way, we should probably be doing an episode a week. So we'll we'll get yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be, be there. More consistent. All right. We love you. See you, buddy. See you, Steve. -O.